What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is another great episode of Talking Football. Joined, as always, me, Austin Cunningham, with Justin Treese. And we have another pretty good episode planned out for you guys today. Uh, last episode, we ended it with talking up a major plan that we had for you. We're not doing it this episode, but we are deep in the works of getting it done and working on it. And that is our very own NFL Top 100 Trace, I don't know about you, but this was definitely a lot harder than I realized. Yes, this has been extremely difficult, to say the least. Uh, we're, we're getting close, though. I mean, I think we're down to—it's amazing, right? You, you you start naming off players, and you don't think you'll get to 100. I think we got to, like, 190 pretty quickly. And I think we're down to, like, 120 right now. I think we got our top 50 pretty solidified. It's basically 50 through 120 that we're kind of just working out the kinks there. So we're excited to give it to you guys next episode. Yeah, no joke, because there is a lot more talent in the NFL than I think a lot of people realize. You know, everyone knows the major stars for each team. There are 32 teams in the NFL, and a majority of them have several top 50 players and there's other teams that have zero like there are a couple teams that have zero top 100 players and that's kind of sad to say but there is and then when it comes down to lining all the players up you're like hey we don't have this guy in the top 50 does he deserve to be in the top 50 yes okay now who do we take out of the top 50 that we already have there so it's been it's been really fun but it's been very difficult at the same time and I can't wait to uh, get that completed finish and then head it out for you guys to listen, you know, for that to just pierce into your beautiful ears of our voices and thoughts and opinions. But that's for next time. And uh, let's go ahead and get right on into what we're doing today here, Trees. You know, of course, we're going to start out with Trees Sylvia. But before that, I want to know, how's your weekend, my guy? Did you do anything fun? Any dirt bike riding? Any golfing? What's up? No dirt bike riding. I did enough of that over the 4th of July, but I did get out on the golf course yesterday, nice and early 5.40 tea time, and did that, and then kind of just hung out with the wife and kid, and then today we did a pool party, and I got some sun. And everybody, just so you guys are all aware, got some natter days, natty lights, and let me tell you, those things are fucking good. They're really tasty. I tried one when they like first came out, and it was probably a poor time to try it, but we're getting ready for the Royals opening, the home opener, you know, to start the season, which Kansas City should not be doing that just due to the fact that the weather is always awful here right at the end of March, beginning of April. It just storms. It was cold and rainy and windy, and it literally was snowing in the first and second inning. And then we left in the fourth. And guess what happened directly after that? Sun comes out, beautiful day, starts to get warm. And we decided to go tailgate in the beginning when it was just storming. And I mean, my jeans were soaked, my coat was soaked. But back to my point here, that was the first time I tried a natter day, was in that type of weather. And it just had a weird aftertaste. And I wasn't enjoying a summer weather. I wasn't in going, I wasn't in the mood to enjoy a summer beverage. But they taste pretty good on a hot day. The aftertaste doesn't bother you or anything? It doesn't. So I had one yesterday on actual Saturday, but it, I was doing housework. I was just doing stuff inside the house, not even outside. And it wasn't as good. Like I was like, oh, this is good, but 
I've had better. But today, sitting in a pool, dude, it was a hit. I went through a 12-pack pretty quickly. Through a whole 12-pack? Not just by myself, but with some others. And yeah, we went through it very fast. <laughs> and then we just had tequila, make, making some margaritas. Sadly, no jalapenos, but you know, regular one. What about you? What'd you do this weekend? Uh, this past weekend, dude, I've really not done much. Just really kind of hung out, relaxed, caught up on some sleep um, in the middle of searching for an apartment. Dude, there's so much housing. There's so many ripoffs. So many things are so expensive. The location, location, location aspect of what a pricing is on an apartment, absolutely ridiculous. And it's so frustrating for me because I hate feeling like I'm getting ripped off or something just because of a location. For sure. One know what a really good location is? Just north of Salt Lake City, in the city that I live in, I got a whole basement. You you get you can rent it out if you want. You and Lauren, come on, move to Utah. What else is there for me? There's tons of jobs. So everybody <laughs> everybody that's going from uh San Francisco is moving to Utah because Everything's so much cheaper here. It is one of the hottest markets in the United States. I'm not going to lie. I've been hearing a lot about Utah recently. Like every, and I, it's like I, I can't avoid it. And I don't know if I hear it more just because now that, you know, I'm doing this with you and I talk to you almost every day, which, by the way, is awesome, you know. Love you. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like everywhere I look or everywhere I listen or everything I see, it's, it's Utah. Headquarters are in Utah moving to utah great opportunities in utah so i guess uh, maybe i might have to consider it you really should dude i would be so pumped <laughs> anyways go, go golfing in the mountains all the time all the time dude all the time it would be a great great time we haven't talked about this yet but i sent you that snapchat of the of me golfing in the hole that we called the lord's hole yes and, tell me yeah. about this please <laughs> Please, yeah, <laughs> I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so you're just literally hitting it straight, and it looks like, given it's way too far away, but you're hitting it straight towards one of the biggest temples in Utah for that religion that's very famous for Utah. <laughs> uh, but ah, it, I see, pretty, I hear you now. Yeah, but it's pretty cool, man. Like you, you're just hitting straight into it. Like there's trees on both sides. Of you, it's like a tunnel straight towards it. It's pretty cool, man. Well, here, you know, when you golf, you can just golf right into the highway. You know, that's what we do here. You golf right into a hill or you golf over a valley. Welcome to the Ozarks. Welcome to the Midwest. We don't have any mountains. We do have a golf course, though, that's like kind of close to the zoo. And if you go early enough, you know, you'll be golfing the same time the lions wake up and you'll hear them roar. And it's the coolest thing because you're you're in the middle of your backswing and it's just you know that's an awful line noise but i mean you guys get the point it's just freaking line roars out of nowhere and just echoes off the trees and the in the massive hills that are here and you're kind of like damn like that thing seems pretty close nah it's just about four or five miles away from you but i don't are you hearing any lines roaring your backswing no but there's deer and shit that runs across the course all the fucking time so and geese always fucking trying to eat my balls bastards but whatever, <laughs> whatever. We're in their territory. Speaking of lions, are you pumped for Lion King to come out next weekend? Dude, see, 
honestly, I don't know. I almost feel like it looks too real. Like, Pumbaa's going to look too real. Like, he's going to look dirty and nasty. Does that <laughs> yeah. mean, you know what I mean, though? Like, he's got the wiry hair and everything, which is what they look like, but I don't know if I want to see that the whole time. This wiry, dirty, nasty-looking thing. That's I want fair. this big, red, big belly bug-eating dude. And also, the other thing, I don't know if we're going to be able to tell when their mouths are moving, like when they talk. Yeah, I don't know. It's just me. Because they did they did it really well with the Jungle Book, but I don't know how it's going to be with Lion King. Everything just looks... It's almost too real that it worries me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. I saw that Mulan's coming out soon as well. I mean, it's the start of next year when it actually comes out, but I saw my first commercial for that. That, that looked all right. Yeah, it you did. Know? Have you seen the new Spider-Man 2, by the way? I haven't. Dude, I have a kid now. You don't go to movies. Do you guys have an AFC over there? Yes, we have one. But Five Dollar have... Tuesdays, my guy. I know. So we have a bigger one that's called Megaplex here, and it's owned by like the people that own the Jazz and whatnot, and they do $5 Tuesdays. The, it, why I'm saying I have a kid now, and I know, it's not because of price. It's because you have a kid that cries all the time or is yeah. it like, what am I going to do with this child in the movie theater? Right. That, that's that's the daycare, bro. Dude, we don't, we don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't do that, but we are, we actually did talk about having my mom watch him for a couple days or I mean, a couple days, a couple hours. And by a couple hours, I mean the whole day and try to do like a Saturday where maybe we could go to Aladdin and Lion King back to back. Cause we wanted to see both of them. That's nice. Do you guys have any like uh, drive-in theaters? We do. In Utah. Yeah, yeah. we They're had that awesome. growing up, and I just I thought it was rare for some reason being in a small town. But man, those are so like those are some of my favorite memories as a kid is going to the drive-in and watching like the Transformers or the Batman movie. Like those was so cool for me to do that. Yeah, I love that. I actually was watching Twister the other day, and that made me think they need to redo that movie. That movie now they really do badass. And then, so I'm, I think I've told you this, but for all you other people, I'm obsessed with sharks. Like I'm a big like shark and like whale type guy. So like growing up, like I wanted to be a marine biologist my entire life growing up. I didn't know this. So are you a big fan of Shark Week? Sorry to interrupt you, but. Yes. Huge fan of Shark Week. And like my goal, like from age, like probably like five to like 14, 15 what I wanted to do was be one of the trainers for the killer whales at SeaWorld. That's what I wanted to do. Anyways, didn't didn't go that route, obviously. But so I love shark movies. I like I don't care how stupid they are. Like I still like them. But they have the new one coming, a new movie with alligators called Crawl coming out soon, and I think it looks badass. Is that the one with the storm and she's trying to get through the house, but the alligators there? Correct. Dude, she gets bit like seven times in the fucking com- in the commercial. Does. How does she make it? Does she just die she... in the beginning and we just don't know? Maybe. I mean, how many times do you get bit in the leg or dragged through the water that many times and you make it out each? Like, I don't get that. I don't. I don't either. Maybe it's a whole sixth sense thing where they die. <laughs> we don't realize it till the end. <laughs> Respawn to the other side of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, enough about our weekends and what we like. Let's get back to football here. Didn't do Trisivia last week just because of the holiday break. Let's do it today. And Austin, who are the highest 
paid active players currently in the NFL? The highest paid active players. Like collectively or like with their current contract? Collectively. What they've made in their career. Oh, I feel like I saw this somewhere the other day. Oh, um, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Uh, he is actually not because he's not on an active roster. Okay. Is Tom Brady even on there? He is. He's number three. Aaron Rodgers. He is number four. Alex Smith. There ain't no way it's Alex, Alex Smith's on there. Alex Smith is number 11. Dang. Not Russell Wilson. Philip Rivers? Russell Wilson is on the list. No, he's not. I apologize. He's, he's not on the list because he hasn't made the money yet. Yep. Philip Rivers? He's number five. Eli Manning? Number one. Correct. Yep, there we go. I knew I saw it. How much has he made? Well, his brother is the highest paid player in NFL history with like two hundred and fifty million. I know that. Eli, is he is he over the two hundred mark yet? Like two ten? Yes. He's he's over two hundred, correct. Is he like two twenty five, two thirty? He's two hundred and thirty five point three. Damn. Unbelievable. That is ridiculous. Drew Brees is second at 221.7. Brady, which I said was third, he's at 212. 204 for Aaron Rodgers. 202.9. Basically 203 for Phillip Rivers. Um, the other guys are all quarterbacks. Who is the top non-quarterback that's active right now, money-wise? Is it a defensive player? It is a wide receiver. Julio Jones. Nope. What? Wow. Is it is it a big name guy? He's a big name guy. Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. Okay. I was trying to think like older receiver. Yeah. 163.8. Wow. The other guys that are in the top 10 are Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Joe Flacco. The top defensive guy is Indomitian Sue at basically $139 million. Jared McCoy at $110. Top offensive lineman is Jason Peters at just over $105. Top running back, Adrian Peterson, just under $100. He's at $99. let us see here. Top defensive back, Joe Hayden at 92 there we go. You did pretty good, man. You took you a second, but you named a lot of the top five guys. Hey, I know my stuff from time to time. You know, from time to time. That's we'll leave it at that. For sure. Speaking of money and all of this, there's a player that came out last week and was like, Hey, you pay me what I'm worth or trade my ass. I don't care if I'm a charger or not. And that's Melvin Gordon. 
Very interesting to do this now. Why didn't he do this a while ago? Did he wait? And, did he purposely wait until after the draft to do this? If he did, that's the smart thing for him. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I'm like, <laughs> trade his ass. Get rid of him. You know what I mean? One less thing to worry about with the Chargers. Um, for sure. But looking at a player perspective, dude, good for him. Way to put his foot down and be like, hey, I just watched guys in the NBA. I just watched the NBA give up three billion dollars. NFL. I saw each team just made an extra twenty-four million dollars from the annual like reimbursement from the league, which is a stupid amount of money. Each every NFL team gets an extra twenty-four million dollars. That's not a, it's not a cure to their cap. It's just what their profit for the owners is. So. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Melvin Gordon, I'd be like, hey, I'm one of the top running backs in the league. I'm one of the top players on this team. Pay me. And then you want to know how serious I am? If you don't, then trade me because I don't want to be here. Yeah, I agree. If I was the Chargers, I would be willing to pay him the money, but put clauses in there for missed games. Be like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're worth it. But our worry is about how many games you're actually missing. So... Let's let's compromise here. There's got to be some sort of out for us in case this happens. I agree. My that's like a touchy subject because like if they get injured, like sometimes that's out of their control. You know what I mean? So like that's where that guaranteed money aspect comes in, and that's where players are worried about. Because if I get hurt or I tear my ACL, I mean I just lose all my contract because of the the games missed clause. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, still have the guaranteed high, right? I'm just saying, let's make it a lot like Todd Gurley's contract, but the non-guaranteed money can get voided if you miss. And don't do it like, oh, if you miss a game. Like, that that shit's going to happen. You're an NFL running back. I'm saying if you continuously miss three or four games like you have your entire career. That's my thought, at least. It's just interesting for me that he's doing it so late and so close to training camp. No, I think that's a really good point um, on why he would request that amount so close to training camp. But at the same time, I guess I just don't know. Like, why, I mean, why do you want it now? Like, is I mean, is he due to get paid at the end of next season? Is he just wanting to avoid that in case he gets hurt again and he wants to make sure he's secure or what? Yeah, because he's on. He's still on his rookie deal. I think this is his fourth year, so next year he'd go into his fifth-year option. Or no. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. What pick was he in the draft, by the way? It was his first-round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. I want to say around 17. Yeah, sorry, 15, not 17. 15th okay. overall. I'll be mean, close enough, though. That's still a good range. Yeah. Dang, it's crazy to think that he's already been in the league for, like, this is going on his fourth season. It's nuts, man. It really yeah. is. It goes by fast. But just to make sure we're clear here, if he gets traded, our our bet is voided. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jim. No, no, no. No, we can go back, and you you specified, hey, if guys get injured, then I don't want this bet. Like, if Tyreek Hill is not playing, I don't want this bet. That's an injury. This guy's purposely getting traded. I hope Tyreek Hills gets suspended for 17 games. Hey, 
Don't don't you put that evil in my life, Ricky Bobby? Don't, don't you, don't you spit that eagle? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, here comes the name calling. All right, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and move on from this bullshit. Yeah. Speaking of name calling, when you drive, <laughs> when you're driving and you see somebody drive by and they have a certain team's sticker on their car, do you immediately judge them? It depends on what the sticker is, you know, because being in high school, you know, huge Texas Longhorn fan. I had a little Texas Longhorn emblem um, above my taillight on my truck. And then being in college, I had like a decent sized Missouri State sticker on the back of my car. But now that I've got a new car and I'm in Kansas City, I've honestly been wondering, like, do I want to put anything Kansas City Chiefs related on that? Or do I just kind of want to have a car? But so I've honestly been in this process. I don't know if I judge me if I see it. It depends on, like, how big the sticker is. Like, if you can tell it's a tailgate vehicle, that's awesome. You know, like, respect. That's pretty cool that you have a, a truck or a vehicle designated just for tailgating. But if it's just a normal car and you got a massive emblem that covers your entire back windshield, yeah, that's a little douchey. Like, I'm gonna be like, like what's the point of that? Why? Like, are you just that big of a fan? But here's another thing. Being in Kansas City. There, I've seen people with a Patriot sticker on their back, on their back windshield, and then they have like a Kansas City Chiefs sticker like on the bottom left corner of their tailgate, and that confuses me. The other day, though, I was driving home from work, and there's this guy, there's this guy here in a big red truck. He's got his window down. He's got tattoos all up and down his left arm, and right on the back end of his tricep is a massive Raiders logo. And that's the last thing I saw. The first thing I saw is a tail is a license plate cover that says Raiders on it. Then on the back end of his tailgate is a massive Raiders magnet. On his back windshield of his truck, it's a single cab. So right behind his dude's massive fucking head is another Raiders sticker. And then when you drive alongside the truck, passing him on the highway. There is another like Raiders written out sticker that goes along the top end of the tailgate of the truck. And then this dude's got this massive Raiders logo tattoo on the back of his tricep that is hanging out the window. And I just drove by him and I just started laughing at him. I'm like, dude, you're ridiculous. Are you that big of a Raiders fan to have that? Like, hey, I almost wanted to, I was almost wishing we were on the normal road so we had a stoplight so I could roll down my window and be like, big Raiders fan, huh? <laughs> be like what like dude you're in fucking kansas city like we get it you like the raiders like chill that's amazing because what made this get brought up is because of a raiders fan my wife was driving the other day and there was a truck a big old black truck with a huge raiders sticker <laughs> on it and they parked, and I think she's going to a dog park. And the guy gets out, and of course he has this r- big old Rottweiler-type uh, dog. And she texts me, and out of nowhere she just texts me and says, I hate you. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm at work. What happened? And she's like, I judge people off of the stickers of their cars now. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> and then she's like, and then he got out and he had this and she's like, that's just exactly what I think a Raiders fan would have. That's the type of dog I would think they would have. And I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. 
But in Utah, <laughs> since we obviously don't have an NFL team, you get crazy stickers of like every team you can think of. All 32, you'll have them everywhere. And so I feel like Utah, it's like a pride thing. I'm like, yeah, this is my team. I better, I better have a huge fucking sticker so everybody knows <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of this team because hey. we don't have one. Hey, I watch the NFL, all right? I watch it here in Utah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Do you have a Jaguar sticker? No, I don't have I don't have team stickers on my vehicle. No. You saw my vehicle. It's I don't I don't hey, play. That's uh <laughs> I don't know what you do for a living, but boy oh boy, I it's a nice just a nice job. It's One nice you job. don't know what I do and two <laughs> Everybody that's wondering, I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, I did. My wife did get pulled over for our tent, and we made the ex- executive decision that we're gonna just pay the ticket. We're not gonna get rid of that tent because <laughs> the car looks too badass. It does. It looks like a nice car, and you got it blacked out. You got the dirt bike on the back. Whoo, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Back to Raiders fans though. They're like the best fans. For the Raiders, but they're the worst fans to every other team in the NFL because they just blast it down your throat of, we're a Raiders fan, and I don't give a shit if you like it or not. The The best game that I think I've ever been to is a Chiefs tailgate against the Raiders on a Thursday night. It was freezing cold, dude. I mean, freezing. I had four layers of bottoms on, like five layers of shirts on top, a beanie, like a scarf and I don't ever wear scarves, but it was that freaking cold in Arrow. It was like one of the coldest games in Arrowhead history. Dude, we drank so much, but the Raiders fans, as you're driving through the parking lot, the way Arrowhead's set up, like Arrowhead Stadium and Kauffman Stadium for the Royals, they share the same parking lot. And so when you get in, you just drive from the highway all the way through these levels of parking lots from that start at the road and get closer to the stadiums. And we were there decently early. We were not there any earlier than the Raiders. And this is when Derek Carr was like on his MVP type level season. And the Chiefs were doing really well with Alex Smith as well. Dude, I mean, I'm talking lines of Raiders fans, tents, flags. And you could tell these people flew in. Like, there's just not that many Raiders fans here in Kansas City. These sons of bitches flew in just for the game. Like, flew in from Oakland, flew in from everywhere across the world, and they would let you know because they were like, I flew in from LA, I flew in from Oregon, I flew in from blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Why? We're going to beat the fucking Chiefs. Like, okay, like, I got it. They got mask on, paint, and there's just so many of them. But, dude, best game I've ever been to. But, Raiders fans, best thing for the Raiders in the NFL, but awful for any other team. They're just so. They're Raiders fans. That's it. That's all you can say. They're Raiders fans. When you said, like, there was just so many of them, it made me think of Superbad when he's playing the video game. He's like, how, did, how many bad guys are there? They, they're, they're like bunnies. They multiply. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> oh, I love it. Dude, I can't wait for fucking football. Tailgate season is right around. We've been talking about it all weekend with the tailgate, my tailgate crew. And so our first home game is actually 11 a.m., which is such a bummer. I but, hate and, that because you but, got like the Utah, right? The Utes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. I hate 11 a.m. games. Yeah. But you know what? We thought this through. Why does it matter? We'll go at 6 p.m. the night before 
and sleep over in our tailgate spot. So then we still get dinner, drink all night, sleep there, wake up, breakfast, breakfast beers, margaritas, Bloody Marys, then go to the game. Jesus. <laughs> We're ready. Do you guys have an RVs or anything? No, we so we just we just put everything into our tailgate. It's like at the back of our trucks and just load it up. And so we uh we do three, two or three of the pergola things and just line them up, line up our beer pong table, our cornhole set, uh, Mexican horseshoes, and then tables with the TV. See, I'm sure you guys got it all figured out, but RVs they're really not that expensive to rent. Yeah, oh, I don't no, know so if you've done that or not. Have, so. But there's no place to put like the way the spot that we're at. So there's a huge parking lot where you can put the RVs, but we chose the grass spot because we like hanging out on the grass rather mm. than like the asphalt that's just fucking hot. Yeah. So, but so there's no place for us to put the RV. Like we can't like pull it up onto the grass. They won't let us. Gotcha. So that's why we don't have it. But oh, it's so close. So you're gonna sleep in your trucks, or are you getting tents? We'll just get tents. <laughs> tent it up, man. I two- hey, I got a two-man tent if you want to make it out for game one. <laughs> what? What's that date? End of August. Northern Illinois, dude. Shit, that's actually going to be a decent game. Fuck, the fuck it is. Utah's going to win by 28. What are you willing to lose? We should find out what the actual spread is. But I, <laughs> I, I love it when I say that and you're like, all right, let me put some real thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> the look on your face. I take that very seriously. My betting is a serious matter. I can tell. Anyways, should we move on to our next point? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you're talking about making memories at a tailgate. Let's talk about the most memorable plays from last season. This is... Doesn't necessarily have to correlate to your team. It can correlate to the entire NFL. You know, the moment that you were just like, holy crap, I'm never going to forget that. But I would like to start with our teams. What is like some of the most memorable play that you have with the Jaguar with the Jaguars? Because as a Chiefs fan, I have tons, tons, and everyone knows why. But what are yours for the Jaguars with a tight end quarterback? Well, it was a very disappointing year, so there's not a lot. But I will say week two. Beating the Patriots, the way they beat them was huge. We had to sit on that AFC championship loss for a long, long time where we thought that we really deserved to win that game. Miles Jack is still not down from that forced fumble on Deion Lewis. He's Miles Jack has been literally running for a year and a half and no Patriots players catching him. But hey, good for the refs on saying that he was down and blowing the whistle prematurely. Thanks for that. Uh, if that didn't happen... It would have been out of reach. That would have put it to an 18-point game with like less than six minutes left. The game was fucking over. But whatever. I'm 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 not bitter. I'm I'm over no, it. No, we've totally. moved on from it for sure. Yeah, but the catch that Keelan Cole had, the one-hander, yeah. that was a little bit behind him. Probably, honestly, was probably the catch of the year. It, eh, maybe not, but it was. It's it's up there. It's probably one of the top five catches in the NFL last year, and them just just kicking the shit out of them. Jalen Ramsey's big hits were on uh, James White were big for me. So that was very memorable. And then I think the next one is honestly probably shutting out the Colts at the end of the year. 
giving them the good goose egg when the Colts were on fire and the Jags mm-hmm. were everybody was like the Jags are done. Just showing showing some fight in that was was very enjoyable for me. That's awesome. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I think it was week two or three when when they played the 49ers and you saw Patrick Mahomes scramble. I was sitting on the couch watching the game with a buddy because my buddy's in construction, so he's a, like a construction supervisor over a job site, and they were renovating a high school kind of close to the stadium. Well, the 49ers practiced there the day before. They had like their run-through. So my buddy got to see like all the 49ers players. The head coach was like standing six feet away from Jimmy Garoppolo at one point. So we watched that game together here in my apartment. I'm sitting on the couch. Patrick Mahomes scrambles. He almost falls. I'm like, dang it, he almost screwed up. And then as I'm saying, dude, if he throws a touchdown here, I'm going to lose it. I got, dude, if he throws a touch, zips the fucking ball through four defenders to Chris Conley in the back of the end zone. I couldn't get off the couch fast enough. I fell off the couch. I was screaming, pumping my chest, going nuts. Very obnoxious, like. But, dude, it was so awesome. And that's when it clicked. I was like, this is the guy. Like, this is the dude. He can do this, and he has done it. Another one was their first game of the year when he throws that pass to Richard Sherman. Or, excuse me, uh, Anthony Sherman. I don't know what I'm thinking there. Anthony Sherman, the fullback, when he puts it right over the linebacker's fingertips, and Sherman just reaches out, grabs it in stride, and then just kind of j- like jogs in for a touchdown, stops right after crossing the goal line, drops the ball, turns around, runs back. I was like, man, what can these guys not do? Him putting up six touchdowns against the Steelers, the no-look pass against the Ravens, the 50-yard hurl against the Ravens running to his right, and then throwing the ball that length of the field to the left hash mark on a fourth and nine. I honestly don't know what the play call was, but it wasn't a good one, but Patrick Mahomes made it a great decision because a fourth and nine game on the line, they finished that game off with a touchdown to the running back. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, dude, he made so many plays, but I think one play that not a lot of people talk about anymore is the one in Seattle where he's rolling to the left and he turns his body to Sharkandrick West, who's in the middle, and his entire, I mean, he's got all of his momentum going to the left and he somehow dips his arm low enough but gets the ball behind a linebacker. I think it was Bobby Wagner, to be honest. Gets it through him and then, Shark- and it puts it right in the breadbasket for Sharkandrick West. He bobbles a little bit, catches it, and then runs in for a touchdown. Teresa, I'm going to send you the video of this play because I don't know if you remembered it or not. But, dude, it was it was so freaking awesome. I was watching that at my girlfriend's parents' house. I went nuts in their living room. They started watching the game with me. At that point, I was the only one in the living room. I believe I think I mentioned that last time. Uh, dude, just so many great memories with the Chiefs. Speaking of the NFL, though, one against the Patriots. That last play for the Dolphins to beat Gronk along the sideline, man, that was a good one. That was freaking awesome. It was. Miami Miracle is what they call it. They trademarked it, and yes, I agree. That was on my list. I would say Gronk's catch in the Super Bowl is one of the most memorable. Like That's when you knew the Patriots were winning that game. Seven mm-hmm. minutes left, diving catch, putting them down to the two-yard line when it, the game was 3-3. Super memorable. Gronk's last catch of his career is as long as he stays retired. Yeah. Pretty memorable there. 
for me, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of it, a, a lot of like that I'm thinking of are week one. So Saquon Barkley's first touchdown run, about 60 yarder against the Jags, literally mm-hmm. jumping over Miles Jack, juking Clayus Campbell, outrunning AJ Boye. It was unbelievable. That's when I was like, okay, yep, this guy <laughs> should have been number two overall pick. He's really good. Yeah. And then also the whole, basically the entire Green Bay Chicago Week One game, that entire game, right? So Khalil Mack. Unbelievable. All those sacks, that strip sack, the interception return for a touchdown, Aaron Rodgers is going down and then coming back out and all of the plays he was making and that 75, 80 yarder to Cobb to take the lead with just a couple minutes left. That's when, yeah. like, holy shit, this is <laughs> what we've been missing for the last six months. Thank you, football gods. <laughs> Man, what are some other ones that were just too flipping good? Ugh. Were there any other just primetime games that that lit it up? So one of so a few more that I'm thinking of. One is not a highlight. It's actually anything but, and it's the, the NFC Championship. The no call on the pass interference, man. Like that yeah. to me. That's that's the most memorable play of the NFL season, where you're just like, something's got to change here. So that one, and then I'm surprised you didn't mention anything from the Chiefs Rams. Oh, jeez, excuse me, Chiefs Rams game. Like Too many bad. Game. Yeah, that game was, was a fucking highlight. Jared Goff hitting. Uh, I don't even think it was Woods. Maybe it was Woods along the sideline. It was Reynolds, over, I think. Yes, over uh, Skandrick. It was just so annoying. Like that was frustrating because I don't understand how he got open. Um, a couple other plays that I'm looking at or just not remembering. When the Eagles ran the Philly special again against the Falcons, that was awesome. And then how about the way the Chiefs started the season against the Chargers? A freaking punt return by Tyree Kill. Patrick Mahomes didn't even get to make his debut on time to start the game because the forty or the Chargers, excuse me, I think they went three and out. And then Tyree Kill's like, hey, check this out. Touchdown. Freaking return to all the way. You mentioned the Packers Bears game. So many plays from from that. Khalil, what Khalil Mack had the pick six and the the strip. Yeah, the strip sack. Yeah. yeah. Just so y'all don't think I'm a fucking homer. What about the 99 yard touchdown by Derek Henry? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, speaking of long touchdowns, the I believe it was McDonald, the stiff arm against Tampa Bay, where he just buried the guy. That mean mug. I think it was like a 90-yard touchdown. Or Yeah. Oh, man. That uh, was crazy. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, the safety for the Bucks, And it starts with a C. Like, Conste? Something like that. But, yes, I know what you're talking about. That was huge. <laughs> what about George Kittle's one-hand grab in the middle of the field? And then he takes, yes. it, he takes it like 75 yards. But that was like through. Yard line. That was like through three defenders too. Yeah. Where the he just zoomed it in there and he stuck his hand out, palmed it, and went. Man, I guess I'm just gonna. I will be a homer. I don't give a shit. Patrick Mahomes left hand pass for a key first down, and then he followed it up three plays later with another big third down throw right before the line of scrimmage to Travis Kelsey. Um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s touchdown that he threw to uh, Barkley. Excuse me. I'm getting. I'm saying a lot of us today. 
I'm just trying oh to think my. of what else. The uh, season. What about like all the all the penalties for roughing the passer? Like I, I think of like Clay Matthews, like just yes. freaking out every single time he gets a sack and he gets a penalty. Mm-hmm. That's a very memorable play for me. Um, a primetime game, the best receiver in the league, according to Talking Football, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that overtime catch against the Cowboys, where he had like two spins and then went another thirty yards. Yep. Dang. Yeah. That, that dude's ranked awful. 99 Madden. Yes, he is. Is there anybody that you think should have been rated 99? I can't believe we haven't even talked about this. We can go. Let's actually talk about it. Fuck <laughs> Let, it. Let's do. Let's do it. So Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, fair. Who else? Like who else? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, and then who was the last one? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, fair. Why is like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady? So they never do let guys go 99 overall two years in a row. They just never do, and Tom Brady was last year. So I could see that. And honestly, like you said, like he didn't have the best stats and everything last year. So, But Mahomes, I was shocked. I thought for sure he was going to be one of them. I mean, especially like, since he's the cover athlete. Exactly. I'm just trying to think of like who else out there could be. Honestly, I'm surprised that Bobby Wagner was over Luke Keekley. Well, Luke Keekley was last year. Was he 99 last year? Yeah. No, Wasn't Cleo Mack last year too, though? Was he? I think he might have been. Hmm. Interesting. I guess I don't remember the... Like, I, I'm thinking of like all of the updated numbers at this point. From yeah. Not launch numbers, but... I just think that Luke Keekley is better than Bobby Wagner, even though I really like Bobby Wagner. So that, that was interesting to me. There's some offensive linemen that... Like, Zach Martin from the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, how is he not? Like, he's unbelievable. Mitchell Schwartz for the Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, who are some other premium? Uh, the Cleveland Browns? Maybe Alex Mack for the Falcons? I mean, those are just top premier yeah, guys. They are. I have this gut feeling there's going to be a lot of, like, 97 overall guys. Like, the guys we just named, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, Mahomes, uh, Julio Jones, AB, I think they're all going to be in that 97, 98 range. I'd say that. And probably by like week one or two, or by week three, there's going to be several 99 players. They, yeah. Do they update it every week? Yeah, they do. Every each Tuesday, week, yeah. Every Tuesday, they update it uh, throughout the season. And then during the offseason, they only update it like one time throughout the offseason. Oh, that game's fun. And I'm, I'm super excited <laughs> that it's coming out earlier this year. When is it coming out? Like the first week of August. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's usually the end of August, but they're, they're just moving it up. I Again, I think it's because everybody's pissed about no NCAA, so they're trying to make it like split the difference on time to try to take the heat off of them for a little bit. Did you play NCAA? Dude, we were we had just like the league that we're you're, well, I'm not in anymore, but you're in the Madden League. Like yeah. we did. We did that with with NCA and it was amazing. Dang. Recruiting against each other was so awesome. Oh, oh I bet it would be. It was so much fun. We would we had so we would set our own sliders to make the game more difficult than like the all American and we would have two games a week and we would make it so we're all in the same conference so we all had to play each other. And then, then we kind of split it up so we could all try to make it to like the BCS bowl games, and we had it. So if 
if the game froze on you, you had to take video of it and prove to us that the game is frozen. Like we were ruthless. We we're like, no, we don't fucking believe you that the game froze. You have to prove it to us or you're cheating because we don't trust our friends. <laughs> the, dude, I used to play that game way too much. So during like high school days, two days during football, I wouldn't care, man. I would play all night. I wouldn't sleep. I'd have sleepovers with one of my buddies, Schulte, and he would wake up ready for practice, and he'd be like, dude, have you slept? I'm like, no, but I am I went 17-0 and last night online with the West Virginia Mountaineers. <laughs> <laughs> like, with Pat White and Steve Slayton, that nobody can stop me, dude. And he'd be like, dude, you, you need some sleep. And we'd go to practice, and we'd come back. He's like, hey, you really should sleep for a couple hours before we go back to our next practice. Yeah. Eh, I think I'll just – I think I could get at least two or three games in, and then – Dude, I I had an issue. I had a real problem. <laughs> I think that's what we like to call an addiction, sir. But you want to know what? I made a career out of it. Worked in the video gaming industry for 10 years. So That is very true. Uh, let's get back to the top plays. What about the Steelers-Jaguars game? The way that ended with Big Ben. Oh, so you mean the refs again? Like how they called like 17 pass interference calls <laughs> literally in a row? The most bullshit thing ever? Oh, my God. Uh, that game was so frustrating to watch. Like I, Because I, I, I'm actually the guy that hates like blame the ref type dude, even though I've now done it twice on this episode. But I was getting so frustrated. Like it literally was like, I think it was like five out of six plays they called a defensive pass interference. And... <laughs> Given two of them were, two of them were very obvious, but the other three, I was like, that's just a normal play. You could call that on every single passing play in the NFL. That was and like it, the Chiefs Raiders game a couple years ago in Oakland. Yes. There was four exactly. holding or pass interference calls at the end of the game. Just so absurd. So absurd. But yes, that was very memorable. Absolutely. What about. I'm just trying to think of what else we got, man. Like those are the top like plays that I was thinking of. The uh, the Amari Cooper slant when he was on the Cowboys. Yep, against the Redskins, where he broke it in and then dropped his butt, took three quick steps, broke it to the left down the sideline. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice. I don't know either, but. I'm actually trying to. I'm actually trying to look up like top games to see if I can think of any other plays <laughs> that were super memorable. Oh, what a, uh, we forgot this one. What about when the pass from Jarvis Landry to Baker? Yes, Mitchell on that yep. Thursday night game. Yep, the yeah. the game that the first game that they won in however long. Yeah. Yep. yep. That that'd the be Broncos, the one. The Broncos beating the Steelers. That's another big one. Broncos beating the Steelers. Yes. I think it was like a Thursday night game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you could say basically when uh, Fitz Magic became a thing week one <laughs> against yeah. the Saints when they put up like 58 or no, 48, <laughs> 48 points. That was unbelievable. Oh, what about oh this one? Uh, what is his name? This old Stanford wide receiver that moved to Montgomery. Montgomery for the Packers. Yeah. When he fumbled the kick return when everybody was yelling to <laughs> get out and they lost to the Rams and the Rams were still undefeated <laughs> at that point. 
Yep. Dude, that was brutal. (laughs) Uh, So can we just talk about the the Chargers game on Thursday night when they beat the Chiefs? That's all Skandrick again. I cannot stand that guy. Orlando Skandrick, get out of here. Mike Williams was opened by at least 17 yards. I mean, it's just a simple fucking... Like, cross route there. I mean, oh, God. I, it happens every fucking year with the Chiefs. It happened with them. I think they played the Packers a couple of years ago. And fucking Randall Cobb right underneath. I mean, I don't understand how you can't. It's a pick play. How can you not get through the pick? How do you not just go, hey, this is what they're going to do. Switch. Nope. Man, I'm running with them. Oh, miscommunication. I thought you had them. No, dipshit. You lined up across from them. Uh, I texted you about it last night, but on NFL Network, they had the AFC Championship game on, and it's funny because Tony Romo goes on a tangent about, yeah, Chiefs just won't go away from their man-to-man style, and it's not really working right now. Yeah. Bob fucking Sutton. Uh, You know what? Them losing to the Patriots might be a blessing in disguise because if they would have gone to the Super Bowl, I don't think they fired Bob Sutton. I don't think they get rid of Keith Ward. I don't know if they move on from Justin Houston or Eric Berry. I think this last year was the reason, like, hey, we need a total culture change on that side of the ball. And that's, I mean, I think they have, like, maybe four players max coming back that were on the defense of the side of the ball last year, and I'm not even exaggerating. Well, that sounds about right. That's crazy. I mean, four or five. It's going to be a handful. Less than ten. I can guarantee that. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our last little part here. And that is some division respect. Let's talk about some teams in our in our divisions. What what scares us the most? What do we respect the most about each team? I'll let you, you start me? us off. Okay, cool. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, of course. The Raiders. I respect them being the Raiders. You know, they're, <laughs> they're fans. Playing in a baseball stadium. You know, I respect that. No, all reality, I respect their history. Um, Derek Carr, I like Derek Carr a lot. I think I'd be a bigger fan of him if he w- if he didn't play for the Raiders. Um, I like John Gruden as a coach. I do. I wish he would have kind of stayed in the booth because I missed that. You know, I missed all the segments and shows that he had. But him as a head coach, it's electrifying. Getting to see him in Mobile yelling and talking to everyone, that was awesome. Um the Raiders, man, they got a good thing going if all works out, if they all stay healthy. That article that I did for Whole Nine Sports last week, um, top players that are still on the rookie deal. Arden Key was the only one. Is the only player that the Raiders have that are still like on a rookie contract that's not in negotiations or have yet to play it down. That's kind of sad for the Raiders. I mean, they're in a total rebuild right now, but they look good. And what they did this offseason was right. So I have to respect the decisions that they've made moving forward for their organization and their franchise. The Chargers, everything about them. I love Phillip Rivers. I like Keenan Allen. I like their defense. I love their uniforms. I don't like that they play in a soccer stadium. If you're in L.A., the only place that you can play is a fucking soccer stadium. Get out of here. You can go play anywhere. Maybe maybe not the Rose Bowl because the Rams are there. But, dude, go play anywhere else because you completely – it's L.A. There's got to be more than two p, two places to play. I mean, UCLA's there. Go play there. Shit. Am I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong. I, I, I just laugh because you were very passionate about it. Well, I am. I just, they're the Chargers, man. There's a lot of history there. They're, I mean, I see them twice a year, and they got sick-ass uniforms. Their helmets look awesome. That baby blue is going to be freaking cool. Uh, another team in the AFC West, the last one, the Denver Broncos. I like their logo. I like their fans, kind of. Their fans are kind of douchebags. Their their fans are they might be worse than Raiders fans in all reality, Broncos fans. And I'm just saying this as a Chiefs fan. But the Raid the Broncos, excuse me, their defense is scary. They're that one team that you play every year and you wonder like, is this gonna be the like the what if game or the hiccup game? But every year it's a close game. And if the Chiefs win or the Broncos win, it's not like it's a blowout. I don't think they ever are. And that's the best part about playing in the AFC West is really none of those games are ever a blowout. And I don't know if it's like that for every other divisional game that goes on as well. But, man, when those when the, any team in the AFC plays, it's a tough game. There's definitely the rivalry there that you can tell between the Raiders and the Broncos. I think with the Chargers, it's not much of a rivalry. It's just uh, I hope we're better than that team. And, and, you know, hopefully they make a mistake. And they kind of do where they just get bit in the ass with the injury bug. But that is what it is. That's what I respect about the AFC West. Therese, what do you respect about the AFC South? Let's see. Let's start out with the Houston Texans. And it is Hopkins and Watson, man. That combo is deadly, and I wish I my team had it. It's unbelievable to think that the Jags could have had him over Leonard Fournette. Him being Watson just makes me sick to my stomach, uh, especially when you knew you needed a quarterback, so that kind of sucked. But I really respect that. The defense, you have to respect how do I word this? You have to respect J.J. Watt for what he does on the field and off in the sense of all the money he raised for Houston, but I do think a lot of him is fake in a way, but I respect him. Uh, that's about that's about what I respect, and honestly, that's what I worry most about when I play them. Those That combo of Watson and Hopkins and then J.J. Watt just coming after Jack's quarterback. If I go to the Colts, it's Andrew Luck, man. He's he's a freak. He's so good. And their front office. Their front office is arguably the best in the NFL. They are just building just, a, in a sense, a possible dynasty there, man. Like, the 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 Patriots are going to be going away at some point once Tom Brady's gone. And he's not going to play forever. And the Colts are going to be there to just clean up after that. So, for sure that... And the Titans, uh, fuck the Titans. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna respect anything about them. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it. You're not gonna there's trick really, me. Into that there's really nothing for the Titans. No, there is, but I'm just not gonna do it. All right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. Stick to it. You hate the t- Titans hater. Yeah, I am. One hundred percent. the Titan hater. Yep. I respect how tough they are. They're a very fucking tough team. Like, just, they're a grinded out team, hit you hard type team. Like, a team that you're just like, I don't want to play them. Like, you just can't do certain things against them. I I, I also like and respect that their offense isn't very good. So, uh, that's that's why you always have hope against them, given the Jags haven't beat them in, like, three years. So, obviously, there's something. But, again... We don't have a tight end at quarterback anymore. So we'll see if that changes this year. 
I'm thinking it does. I'm thinking it does. I, I think it does. Ah, oh, soon enough, soon enough. All right, dude. Do you want to sign off here and uh, go get back to our top hundred? Because we we got a little bit more work to do. Absolutely. The NFL's man training camp's coming up, July, July sixteenth. July sixteenth oh. is what it is here for us with this episode. But camp. I mean, that's a week away. Holy shit! Let's go. The the football is back. The NFL is back. The Shield it, is back in full force, and I am ready to go. I hope your team stays healthy. I hope you're just as excited as we are. But like Tree said, we got to get out of here. We got to go work on the top 100. That wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate you. Hit us up on Twitter, social media. Got any questions for us? Ask them. We'll be sure to answer them on the show. Other than that, thank you for listening, and we've been talking football. <laughs>